0: solar bathroom renovations kitchen renovations anything like that head across to tradey.wiki forward slash pod for podcast tradie.wiki forward slash pod for podcast book in a conversation it is game-changing
1: welcome to the third and final episode of the how to find good contractors and team members podcast series i'm conducting with greg hamlin from trades coaching this is episode three how to retain your staff giving tradies and contractors around
0: the globe the tools to run a modern business. You're listening to Toolbox Talks from The Site Shed. Now, here's your host, Matt Jones.
1: Hello, listeners, and welcome back to Toolbox Talks on The Site Shed. I want to thank you once again for sharing your earbuds with us wherever you are on the planet. Uh, you're joining us for the third and final episode of the How to Find Good contractors and building teams episode uh, series with Greg Hamlin from Trades Coaching. Greg, welcome back. Hey, how you going man? Good to be back. <laughs> Excellent. So um Greg, in the this is the third episode. In the first episode we were talking about identifying and creating the role you're looking to replace yourself in. Um that was a fantastic episode and for the listeners that missed that go back and check it out there's also uh, in the show notes for that episode a really cool matrix that you can um, that you can get hold of which will help you uh, ascertain where your time is being best spent and where you can potentially uh, outsource certain tasks that you're doing which are taking you away from the important parts of your business in the second episode or the previous episode we were talking about uh, finding the right staff members that was pretty cool we talked about some processes in the hire in in hiring you gave us a pretty Cool example there of one of the uh, one of the hiring uh, episodes that you guys had when you brought on a new marketing person in your business. We're talking about skill-based teachability and a lot of other cool things as well. How to market for that role. Um, in this episode, we're talking about uh, how to retain staff. Now. This is the golden question, and this is one that we get asked a lot, um, both through the podcast and uh, at workshops and presentations we we conduct. I'm really interested to hear your take on this, Greg. It is a big issue, and um, it it seems like I know we touched on it in the last episode. You know, there's a lot of work out there, but there's not a lot of staff to fill them, fill those positions. So I suppose you know finding that sweet spot in being able to you know, retain customers when there's – retain your staff when there's so much work out there available for them. That's really the golden question, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is, and it's
2: really, uh, you know, again, it comes down to simple things like – and and some of this stuff we've been talking about is having a process, but it's, you know, you build it once and you can replicate it again and again. Again it's easy, but uh, yeah. it's that spending time working on the business rather than in the business. I know you know sometimes it yeah. sounds like it might be a bit of a cliche sort of thing and that, but you know you know you in, you're investing in a lot of money or ideally you're investing money in a team member that's going to should be making you a lot of money so it, it's like any investment you know if you if you look after it and nurture it and, and, and grow it, it becomes an investment if you don't that's whole thing with like a tree you know if it's if it's grown you know if it's not grown, it's dying if you're not going to invest any time or effort or anything like that in your team, well, you know, you kind of get the result you deserve. You know, yep. you know what I mean? Yeah. So.
1: so what about, um, I mean, I know we kind of touched on this as well in the previous episode. Uh, we're talking about like giving your staff, I suppose, all of the tools and the equipment that they need and, you know, all the training they need in order to, to basically make that position uh, a, a success for both you and them. I know in the past I've been in scenarios where I've just totally dropped the ball in 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 the in the startup process and not getting people started the the right way. Is that something you see a lot of? Yeah, it's it's
2: very common in all small businesses and doesn't matter what type of business you're in, a lot of small businesses, they just go, okay, great, I'll just hire them. They should be able to go in there and they kind of advocate the position. They just throw them into the deep end mm. and they go, yep, you got to sink or swim because I'm too busy to do anything else. I'm, I'm so busy doing my job that I can't help you yeah. with your job. And so what happens is you end up hiring somebody that goes, uh, uh, where do I start? What do I do? And they've got no real idea of what you do there. So how you start them makes a massive difference to, to the outcome, you know? And I spoke about in a tasha before in the, in the previous session and i'd never done it before i, I mean i was taught it he, heaps and heaps of times over the years but i would never actually done it before myself and then when i've because i've got mainly overseas staff and yeah. and uh even in that situation now i'm looking at modifying that but you know we went through and i set up uh, a complete induction process and the induction process was you know i had, had the office set up for her i had her email set up for her i had everything set up for her so day one when she came in it was the first hour I was basically gone. Through and just showing where everything was, introducing, you know, showing where the bathrooms were and all that sort of stuff. Now the same is true with all teams. It's really is about how you start them. And so she came in by the, and then we did the whole. Uh, okay, this is our, our software that we're going to be using. We just went up through that whole process and we mapped it out. I actually mapped out day one. Week one, month mm. one, all the way through to the third month. So, that we, like, we got to the end of week one. We, you know, we asked about what could be done better, what we couldn't, you know, what we, you know, what she liked about the process. And the, the feedback was phenomenal because she just—I knew exactly what I had to do from day one. Yep. And so, so there was none. And I've got, you know, like one of the people I've never had a person that is so engaged in in our business the way we want them to be engaged because she knows what our vision is she knows how what who, the people we are that we help and she knows exactly what we want to do with where we're going with the business and rather than just being thrown and saying, hey, here's the sales job, go and do it. You know, here's the phone, here's here's the phone, here's your script. Thanks a lot. See you later. Yeah. She now knows where we're we're going, what we want to do with it. And so it doesn't matter whether you're a tradesman, you know, subcontractor, what it is, you know, even the bigger companies, yeah, you, know, you look at any of the bigger building companies, what's the first thing they were actually Actually, do when you get a subcontractor on site it's inducting them. Yeah, you know exactly. So if it's good enough for them, why isn't it good enough for every other business? Mm-hmm. And I think it sets the attitude. So we went through and we set the vision, we set our mission, we, we you know where we are now, where we plan to be in twelve months' time. We showed them the growth, and we showed them you know we set out a clear path progression. Now some people say, well, hi, oh, he's just going to be a um, he's just going to be a, a, a subby, or he's just going to be a, a, uh, I don't know, a plumber. Right, or it's just going to be the um the jip rocker or whatever it is, the role and the thing. But the thing is, as your business grows, you can show them that they've got a chance to become a foreman, the leading hand, or the you know, give them more responsibility and that sort of stuff. Yep, you show them a bit of a path, show them progression because at the end of the day, the paycheck's only part of it with the right people. The paycheck is only part of it. Yeah, you know? if you've got, like I said, I think in the previous session, if you actually got someone that's, you know, jumped ship for an extra $2 an hour, then obviously they're not really – they're just in it for the money. Mm -hmm. You want somebody that's on your team that's going to be in it to grow with you, um, to go with you, to to see your vision in the business. And like I said about the team, the football team in the previous podcast, you know, it's really about enrolling them and inspiring them to take that next step. So how you start them is is, – I think is the biggest step and it doesn't matter which – what role in any business, if I was to start any position – uh, yeah, like I said, even a builder, a contractor. You know, if we were to do anything with them, it is about spending some time, spending some time with them, and getting their feedback. What could you do better? I mean, we actually asked Natasha at the end of that week one, what could we have done better, and she's just going, wow, you know, I've never been to a company that's been focused on making sure that the start this job is a successful job."
1: Yeah. So, um, I know the uh, like I've been in a situation very similar to myself in the past where. Um, I started out all enthusiastic in the job. Um, it was all great and, you know, it, it looked like there was a good a good path to, I suppose, succession. However, the reality was over time that interest dwindled very quickly and I really just felt like it was sort of working in a dead-end job there. And I, I sort of I, – I could see myself turning, you know, like my whole attitude towards working there I went from just being super excited and really enjoying it just to absolutely – Hating it, and it wasn 't until after I, I quit that job and left that I thought, you know, why was that the case? Like It was a good lesson for me because you know now, as a business owner, I think it's so important that you you have like like you 're aware of the uh, you know your staff and the reality that well it 's not all about you you 've got to find a way of really getting them to buy into the business in order for them to achieve their own goals and get where they want to go and I, I think if you can as business owners, if you can really put a bit of time and effort into you know, getting to know your staff and figuring out what they want to achieve and helping them with a path to get there through your business, then it really gets them to buy into the business as well. Do you have that experience?
2: Yeah, it's, it's exactly the same. You've got to be careful on that, but it is, is exactly true. There's a process around it. I mean, um, I have to say in Canberra when I was back there about 15 years ago, I actually had hired my first salesperson back then and I didn't go through the process induction process, but I actually went through the whole how to inspire them and all that sort of stuff. So I actually talked about, you know, she was 23 and she wanted to do this and where she wanted to go and she ended up uh, leaving the company and going backpacking around Europe So because I inspired her to, to, to go for her goal and her dream. But what you want to do is enrol them into into the business's vision and the business where the business owner wants to take the, the business. And it's, it might sound like a lot of work. But realistically, your role as a business owner is to look after the systems and the team. Make mm-hmm. sure the systems are working really well, and make sure the team's working well. You shouldn't be on the tool, swinging the hammer, and doing whatever else, unless that's where you need to be. But unless that's where you want to be, I should say. Yeah. But you should be, you know, investing time in your team to make sure that you can get the most out of them, and setting things like key performance indicators around what they're doing. Uh, making sure they're enrolled, like I spoke about before with the football team, getting sure, making sure they're enrolled. But you Know sometimes cash is not always the best incentive, so things that we can do is you know, sinners with the family every now and then, or weekend holidays, or, or those sort of incentives to be able to get them enrolled and set the KPI. So, what I'm saying is, I'll give you an example. Uh, Denny from was a, he's a TV repair business that I work with, and so we, we were sitting down when we first started and, and um, we we're looking at he's got a okay sort of team there he had some good systems and that in place and we're trying to get some set some targets over three months so we set the key, key performance indicators for a three-month period and we said if we can get to these targets what do the guys want and uh or well, guys and girls want and um over 50 of them said playstation 3 at that stage because <laughs> he said we can give you cash incentives but what happens with the cash incentive you know sure. friday afternoon i'll give you a cash incentive it's going on your house bills. It's going on something else. Yeah. As soon as it's gone. If I give you a carton of beer, where's that going? It's normally gone within a Friday afternoon. Yeah. But if I give you a PlayStation, so they he gave them a couple of different different ideas, and then one of the guys turned around and said, "How about a PlayStation 3? And this was back a little while. Uh, yeah. I don't know what they, what model they're up to now because I don't. Play. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> but it's play, PlayStation Three, and he turned around and and. Um, they said, "Yeah, let's do it." And so they they were all focused on achieving this goal over the 3 months, and he ended up going out and buying 13 PlayStation 3s. <laughs> oh, wow. Right, for his team. Yeah. And um and so, you know, did that get a wow? For the next set of targets we set yeah, the next set of targets was a weekend uh, a weekend con- he actually made it as a, a business claim he went for a weekend conference that sounds familiar so he paid for a, week- <laughs> paid for a weekend <laughs> away uh, got their family and everything there but you know uh, it was again set at a value when he knew what the value was how much he wanted to give away yeah. but that was another incentive for them and um so it was just little things like that and then another another client took all of his team on a go-karting Day. it was a, a team building exercise, but it was a go karting day because they were very competitive. It's in the uh, fuel injection and industry and uh, in the car industry, and they were very, uh, very competitive. Mm-hmm. And so they all said, "Let's go for a go karting day." But it just having 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 key performance indicators and, and a, another good example, Stuart. He does he builds houses, and so what he he's a builder, and so what he said was, "If we could cut down the amount of time by a week." This is what I've quoted. If we can cut it down by a week or two, you know, the more you cut down, the bigger the incentive. And, but we still got to come out with the same quality. So he was building 15, what was taking 15 weeks to build, he's now building in 10 weeks. The guys are getting a massive incentive and he's ended up with better quality work than he had before. Okay. Just through a simple process, just through that simple process. I mean, yes, he uses quality assurance checklists, all the stuff that we've got in our systems to help him out, but he's got them enrolled enough to be able to say, these are the key performance indicators. Let's, uh, guys, here's what we're doing. We're doing a week's fishing trip, was one, the first one. Like (laughs) he's, a week's, fishing trip if we can knock a week off this job guys uh, well, actually if they knock five weeks off it was a week's fishing trip away and that's what they did
1: so how do they is there a process around um, developing key performance indicators and incentives yeah a process around it um, key performance indicators
2: I look at key performance indicators from the perspective of, you know, what are the major key performance indicators that you need to know? So imagine you're, I know, off in the Bahamas sipping my ties, right? What things do I need to know in my business to make sure that that business is running effectively Mm -hmm. and I'm getting the most from a team? And so you look at those things and and let's say in Stuart's case, I was just talking about the home, the building the homes, right? He's looking at cost efficiencies around product materials and, and how he could do things more efficiently. So we looked at how long it was taking him to build the houses, how could we do that quicker, what sort of systems and processes could we put in place, could we buy better, could we build it a better way, so we looked at from cutting frames to buying front pre frames, those sort of things, and then we looked at the timeline, so simple basic key performance indicators for around the guys, you know, amount of sick leave, amount of time, hours worked each week, those sort of things are the basic key performance indicators, but on the indicators where you're going to get paid incentives for, they've got to be profitable indicators, things right. that are gonna put money back in your pocket, right? A landscaper work with the same exact same thing. You know, guys, I've quoted sixteen weeks to do this landscaping job. If we can do that in so many hours well, I've quoted so many hours was it was what it was. And if we can get that down and, and be more efficient in our hours, um, then you guys get an incentive of some sort. Yeah, okay. And it's better to get the team enrolled in it rather yeah. than than you just going in and this barking and going, Hey, this is it. Hey guys I just have this guy, um, he wanted to have clean vehicles every week. Um, he was doing dry cleaning um, equipment installations and, um, and he had this one guy that was a filthy sort of guy that wouldn't clean his vehicle up. Mm-hmm. So we turned around and said, okay, so we want to have that as part of our image. What's going to be the best way? So we actually came in with like a... A ten pound hammer to fix a, a uh, one, uh, like a single hammer, uh, single nail to punch a nail in that should have been done easily. But we came in with this process and we said, okay, well, how about we get everybody involved in the process? How about in the next meeting we turn around and we talk about an incentive for keeping the cars clean? If everybody has cars cleaned each week, um, the owner Brian would put twenty bucks in the drum in the tin. Yeah. Um, but if anybody else had um, had a dirty vehicle, they
0: eight, would put in 20, bucks. twenty bucks. In.
2: Yeah. So in the end, like Brian was actually putting in twenty bucks for each vehicle, but actually no, he didn't he actually put in twenty bucks and it was the idea it was the penalty was that was going to be a bonus for the end of the six months. Whatever was in there was a night at the pub or whatever. Right? Yeah, 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 So basically they had this incentive for it and this guy, his car was never dirty again. After <laughs> after, the, after the first week after when he had to Oh, you're serious? <laughs> yeah, mate. Twenty bucks in the tin. <laughs> And he had the whole team. Had the whole team sitting there going, "Mate, you agreed to this last week. You're frigging twenty bucks in the tin." Yeah. And so, therefore, accountable. It's accountable to it. So it's it's better if you can get the team enrolled in the process. Danny's one with the with the playstations was again the whole team was enrolled in it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, um, I must admit that's something yeah, it, that, that's something that I've, I think a lot of listeners out there would be relating to. And me myself, I mean, I'm going through that stage at the moment. You know, trying to figure out how to, I suppose, develop those KPIs and how to how to develop those incentives. So that's pretty pretty useful to me. Yeah,
2: we do run over a three month period with our team, and we've got a team in the Philippines, we've got a team in the US, and we've got a team here in Australia. Mm-hmm. And um, so what it is is uh, whoever whoever makes whoever hits their tail, Targets over mm-hmm. that three months and actually exceeds those targets. The person that exceeds the targets by the most, they get to pick the uh, the the food that we're going to eat, and we go out on a night on the company. Yeah. Um, so the Philippine guys, I think last time Natasha actually won the 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 uh, targets. She was the one that picked it. We ate, ate Thai for the night, so we all went out for Thai. Yeah. Um, the, the team in the Philippines went out for Thai. Uh, the team in the US, they went out for Thai, <laughs> <laughs> and so she picked it. So we had the Filipino team trying to do it there for a little while and all we kept on geeking was chicken, oh, No, no, no <laughs> Korean. This guy wants to go to Korea. He's, he's keen to go to Korea. and no more Korean, mate. You've got to come up with something more expensive than that next time. Uh, but, you know, th- it's just part of um, being yeah. enrolled in the team. Uh, it, it makes people – I want to yeah, I want to pick the company's thing this month. Years ago we used to do this thing. It was um, an incentive around a bloody 12-inch plastic bloody commander so dull. I don't think what it was. Um, And the incentive was, you know, uh, whoever sold the most over the, the the month got to get this award, which was yeah. just a plastic plastic doll thing. I can't remember what it was, a, a, an action figure of some sort, a tall action figure. But what came with that was a $150 voucher to go out for dinner with your family, you know. And so everybody was aiming to have that, to win the action figure thing, you know. Yeah. And then, then it became a game. Somebody actually... It was we won't say some so some, somebody we'll say somebody for this, but somebody hijacked him and, and sent a ransom note for it and became a fun <laughs> <your son. laughs> We had him dressed up. We took photos of him in the, in the commando, being being held and gagged and all that sort of stuff. But it became fun. Everybody got involved, you know. And that's when I mean, people people see businesses being. So serious and that, but if you start to turn it into, like I said before, it's a, you know, you've got a team. Yep. If you turn it into a game and stop being so serious, hey, you can have fun in this
1: business, you know, yep. and get your team involved and you can have lots of fun in this business. Just before we wrap up, Greg, what's your take on, I suppose, equity and, you know, scenarios where as incentives, you may want to potentially offer equity in a company?
2: I, I'm more of a
1: I give them profit share. So if you make profit,
2: give them profit share. Yeah rather than equity in the company because um, having been through a few uh, bad business partners, sometimes you don't really want to get some bad business partners inside your inside your business, you know. Yeah. So I'm, I'm a believer in profit share. And I, I have to say, you know, there's some people out there that really get, get on with business partners, but that's, again, my fault with uh, business partners. I'll take full accountability. You know, there's too many people trying to drive the same bus, yeah. uh, too many, many high-D people trying to do the same thing, driving different directions. So, yeah. So, um, my belief is, you know, rather than give away something that you've got to somehow buy them back out later on, give away profits. Yeah. You look at Bill Gates. Bill Gates gave away shares in the company, but it's a listed, publicly listed company. So right. it's, it doesn't hurt him much at all. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. But, but in a smaller company, I believe in profits. You do it over profits. If there's profits, there's good. There's no use having great turnover and no profits. Don't give it on turnover. It's got to be on profits.
1: Oh, okay. Because that's interesting though, isn't it? Because, I mean, really, as a as a small business, I mean, ideally, well, not ideally, but very often, I mean, the, the business can kind of make as much money as you want it to from a profit point of view. I mean, it could, you could spend all that money on on stuff for the business and at the end of the day there's no profit left in it, where in reality <laughs> there is, there is, there were profits.
2: Yeah, there was profit. This is where you've got to be. Yeah, I mean, you've got to be fair about it. Um, yeah. And the profits need to be, uh, you know, in a lot of ways, gross profits before expenses. But, but, um, um, right when you're looking at, um, net profits, yes. I mean, I've, like, I, I think I've spoken to you before about working with a $42 million building company out of Sydney that's uh, making less than one and a half percent net. Yeah. Yeah. And, well, I, I know where that. Where the rest of the money was going, and it was six fairly, um, fairly uh, wealthy <laughs> um, lifestyles, lifestyles inside the directors, the, yeah. the directors in the business. So, yeah, but um,
1: but I mean, this is the this is the thing, isn't it? I mean, you can it's, and this is you know, offering incentives and so profit share and things like that is is good, but I suppose it does require a level of transparency, and you've got to be you've got to be fair and realistic about it.
2: Yeah, yeah. If I was ever going to do anything with a profit share uh, in a business. Business, which I actually have done, I actually have, um, I, I've done both uh, and I've currently got one that's actually mainly because that person's related to me rather than, I wouldn't have done it any other way other than the fact that she's related to me. Um, if she hadn't been related to me, it would have been a straight profit share, but you would be transparent with your numbers, right? And and that's got to be so and here's our expenses, this was beforehand, this is what's going to, so if you're doing profit share, you need to be very, very transparent yeah. and, and that again is a problem with giving away money. Uh, is um, uh, you know because you can give away money and it's uh, uh, they don't know what what they're doing or what, how it's going. But if you can show, show them on a piece of paper that okay, this is it. You've made this amount of money, and that's again, I suppose, a good one. I'll, I'll give you an example. We won't take a little bit on this, but um, a, a guy Frankie from Frankie's. Electrician. used to electrician, he's got a battery truck that used to go out in the road. And so he had an employee that wasn't performing. Well, he didn't know whether he was performing or not, but the employee came and asked him for a pay rise. He asked me what to do, and I said, well, is the truck making any money? He said, I don't know whether it is or isn't. And I said, okay, well, this is here. And he said, okay, drag out the numbers on the truck. Here's the numbers on the truck. Get your employee to go for the month and say, if we're making money, I'll look at what sort of incentive I can give you. And if you're not make, making money, uh, then we'll you will have to Yeah, we'll have a talk about it. He went through and he didn't actually say it like that at at the beginning. He just turned around and said, let's see how it's going to work for the month and see how much money the truck's making. So the guy came back in. Frankie sat down with all the numbers from the truck, what batteries he sold and all that sort of stuff, and the truck was actually losing money. And Frankie rang me up and said, mate, I've just done the numbers. The truck's losing money. What do I do? And I said, well, you have to show him. And he sat down with the guy he said, mate, here's the money. Here's what you sold for the month. What do you think I should do? And uh, the guy just turned around and said, I suppose my pay rise is out of the question, isn't it? <laughs> uh, <laughs> he dis- disqualified himself. Yeah. But and, and that's the thing, you know, if, if the truck had been making money, yeah, well, Frankie would have been in a spot where he could say, okay, well, if you can maintain that sort of numbers, I can do something with you. But, you know, it's about transparency with the numbers. Yeah, yeah. excellent. Well,
1: cool. that's great. I think that pretty much wraps that episode up. Is there anything else you wanted to add there?
2: Uh, no, really just, you know, keep the team involved, empowered. Don't let them get stagnant in that sort of, sort of sense. Empower them skill them upskill them
1: where you can. Yeah. But the main thing is get them enrolled, become a team and have some fun with it. Yeah, and give them a give them a clear path through a career, you know, it's not always as you said before, it's not always about money, it's about, you know, knowing that your your job's going to end somewhere or you've got some, you've got something to look forward to or something to strive towards. Yeah. Hire the right people and you you know to take that business to the next level. Greg, once again, thank you very much for um, joining us on this podcast and sharing your wisdom. Uh, I'm, I'm sure there are going to be comments that have come back from this, so we may have to hit you up again. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> no problem all, but, yep, uh, no, mate, thank good. you very much. It's very much appreciated. And um, uh, all the listeners will be able to get hold of you through the comments in the show notes. Uh, I do just want to give a quick shout-out to where they can find you.
2: Yep, if they want to just go to tradescoaching.com. Or buildersprofits.com, just reach out to either one of those two websites uh, on the Contact Us form or you know, yeah, join us on any of the webinars we've got coming up, any of that sort of stuff. But just, yeah, tradescoaching.com or buildersprofits.com.
1: Fantastic. Well, mate, thanks again. Um, and uh, that is a wrap. That's a wrap.
2: Cool. Great, mate. Thanks for that.
1: <laughs> Thank you for listening to another episode of Toolbox Talks. If you're liking what you hear, then you can head across to the com where you can join our community by signing up to our toolbox talks, uh, you'll get sent a weekly notification, which is basically a highlight of everything that we've spoken about during that week, along with any other industry news that may be relevant or specific to the trades. If you're enjoying the show, you can head across to iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud, where you can leave us a review. Uh, That would be fantastic, and all the reviews get read out in the show. Uh, Likewise, if you have any friends or colleagues that you think would benefit from the show and the, the episodes that we create, then please go ahead and share it with them.
0: please head across to tradey.wiki forward slash pod for podcasts. That's tradey.wiki forward slash pod for podcasts. It will be well worth the conversation. And I can't wait to chat with you. Ciao.